And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining us is not Tyler, but is Hush. I don't know if that picked up on the audio. Not I'm on mine. I'm sure it will. <laughs> not on, on your end, <laughs> I did go shh. Awesome. Alright, sorry about taking the one week off. Some scheduling conflicts came up, but it's okay. We're back! We're better than ever. It's time for the final Batman movie of this line of, of films to the DC Animated Cinematic Universe with Batman Hush! Um, so before we get into semantics, let's break it down. Before we break it down, this is directed by Justin Copeland. Screenplay by Ernie Atbacker. Based on the ba- Batman Hush by Jeff Love and Jim Lee. Produced by Am. Amy McKenna, starring Jason O'Mara as Batman, Jennifer Morrison as Catwoman slash Lena Kyle, or Bruce Wayne Batman, yeah. Stuart Allen as Robin slash Damian Wayne, Sachi Alisa as Lady Shiva, Jeffrey Arend as Riddler slash Edward Nigma slash Spoiler, Chris Cox as uh, Scarecrow, um, James Garnett as Alfred Pennyworth, Adam Gifford as Bane, Clayface, and, yeah, Bane, yeah, I guess, Peyton List as Poison Ivy. Peyton Arliss as Batgirl. Wow, it's just the, it's just the same person. Different? No, it's a different person. As Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Sean Mahire as Nightwing, Dick Grayson. Jerry O'Connell back as Superman. Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane. Jason Spisak as the Joker. Mari Sterling as Thomas Elliot. Tara Strong as a random reporter. And, uh, and Harley. No, Bruce, Harley. Bruce Thomas as... I just find that so... Like Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne. Jesus, Bruce Thomas as Commissioner James Gordon. Hidden Witch... Hayden Walsh, he didn't, I don't know how to pronounce that name, as Harley Quinn, uh, Harley Quinzel, Vanessa Williams as Amanda Waller, and Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. So, yeah. It's Batman Hush. It's been a while. There was a stretch where we did nothing but Batman movies on this uh, first run. Yeah, and there were some of the best ones that we did for a little while until yeah. Superman came along. Exactly. Um, so now it's time to do... Uh, the final one. So let's just go ahead. I have history with this comic, and I did my best to basically separate it from the story that it was to what this story is in here. Um, and I'm curious, Tyler, since obviously we've been over this, you are the person, you have no real connections to these stories, which is, I think, is the best part of doing this initial run. What were your thoughts? No spoilers to Batman Hush. Uh, so my only connection to Hush, the character, is, uh, from that little mini side quest in Arkham City, where he only appears for, like, one part, and that's about it. Like, there's no real resolution to, um, that, that side quest, uh, as far as my recollection goes. I only completed Arkham City once. Um, so my familiarity is very limited, and, uh... I do know a few things, but the way this movie goes about Hush in particular uh, goes in a direction that I wasn't expecting. Okay, that's cool. That, that's that's cool to know. So, And this is an all-star cast of who's who, so pretty much like you have uh, the Jokers in here, uh, Bane and K- Clayface are in here, Scarecrow's in here, Riddler's in here, I think Penguin's in here, he's just not voiced... 
Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Penguin's in here. Yeah, it says but, here in the Wikipedia article that Penguin, Two Face, and Mister Freeze appear in unvoiced cameos in a montage scene. There you go. So like, it's it's a who's who of who's. So like, even in the comic, that was kind of like the thing. It was like Batman going against his rogues gallery, and in the comic, he actually fights Ra's al Ghul, uh, who he can't do it this time because Ra's al Ghul's in hell. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty fucking dead in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and talk about the the general story, which. I think it's kind of refreshing. I actually think I actually like this movie around the second time than I did the first time. Um, uh, this is a this is a mystery movie. This is a detective movie. Well, I mean, Batman is the world's greatest detective. So True. That makes sense. But the uh, Batman, like all the Batman movies we watch in this line, have pretty much been like action suspense movies with, like, yeah, he uses like some deductive reasoning to like figure things out. But this is straight up a mystery of who this mysterious character Hush is and what is this connection to Batman, Bruce Wayne, and all that good shit. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much, uh, without that's pretty much the plot of the movie. Um, where uh, all of us, it seemingly starts with like one little string and like how good mysteries will do it. Like it's like one, this one little thing that doesn't connect, and all of a sudden, Batman will start to starts to connect dots. It connects to Poison Ivy, to Bane, to uh, Lex Luthor, to a whole bunch of other people until eventually it unravels to who the villain is and that the villain is Hush, but who is Hush's identity. Um, so that's the main plot, but I think what I found the most fascinating was the B plot, and that is the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle. Yeah, that's probably, uh, the more interesting part of the movie, like, Bruce's relationship with Selina and how she kind of dances around the fact that she's dating both Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time. Right, so that's so, and, uh, and, like, at... Similar to the whole Lois and Superman, where like they're kind of already dating when you when you watch them the first time, I think it's safe to say most people who have watched Batman media are familiar with the Catwoman Batman dance, where like she he knows who she is, but she doesn't know who he is. But they both clearly are into each other, whether that's love or not. They both clearly like to spend time around each other, um, and. Uh, so yeah, a lot of this movie is like it's part detective mystery film, part romance movie, which is I like I kind of forgot that part when when I was rewatching that and it became much more of a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um and and I kind of like the fact that like um anytime Catwoman's in charge or in a round like like, like I think there's a there's a Commissioner Gordon asked Batman, did you know she was in town? And he has to, like, not say anything because, like, I can't, I can't disrupt the booty call. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, let, let, let's, let's kind of talk about it. So, um, initially, basically, uh, it seems like this character, Hush, is, is seemingly connected to Batman, um, or Bruce, and more specifically Bruce Wayne, um, and but we're not exactly we're not exactly sure how, um, but kind of what gets everything sort of going is um, there's like a like cat Batman Batman and Catwoman are um, are chasing. I think they're chasing down some random thugs and like Batman chasing some random thugs trying to save a kid from Bane. Right, right, right. And Batman unfortunately gets like he he falls off a building like legit like high like extremely high how is he not dead although they take him to a lazarus pit and um (laughs) 
and they technically they well like they don't take him to did they take him to Lazarus Smith? I think they do. No. No, they take him to a hospital. Uh, they take him to Lazarus. Where, where yeah, his La- buddy uh, Thomas uh, help, helps him out. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, but like you sh- they should have taken to a Lazarus because like the way he lands is like he lands on the back of his neck, all on his back, and it's like oh shit, you know. Um, like, Batman is worse. yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> he even Batman even says that I've done worse, um, or I think Alfred even says that that uh, he's worse. Um, uh, Batgirl um, uh, helps him, I think, as well. Um, and they pretty much like, well, we can't take him as Batman to the hospital because we can't, we can't reveal who his identity is. And so they call it Thomas Elliot, as you mentioned, who is Thomas's, who is Bruce's best friend. Who we, this is the weak part of the of the movie for me. Um, but uh, Thomas Elliot uh, is is an experienced surgeon. And this is the kind of the part where I kind of had to separate myself because in the comic, Thomas Elliot emotionally is more connected to Bruce than say Selena is. But here, I think they made the decision to basically say, no, Selena is going to be the focal point of the emotion, and Thomas Elliot's kind of just going to have to just be there. Um, yeah, I figured that he would be more important to the story given his uh, background in the comics and in Arkham City specifically. Right. But- Turns out it's not the case. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Thomas Elliot, thankfully, it, they even come up with an alibi about how Bruce gets in the accident. Like, I think he was, like, skiing or something, um, you know, and, like, they Thomas basically uh, he'll fix it, quote-unquote, fixes him or as much as he can. And we even get a new bat suit. So he's out of the uh, the, the, the costume the, from, like, the that era, and he's, like, in an old-school Batman costume, which I thought was really, really nice, like, way to get him, way to a good way to change his costume without... Um, uh, you know, getting That's rid of the old costume, one. right? I think so. Yeah, it's a, a, definitely inspired from that. So then we get like sort of the mystery starts to kind of revolve around. And how did you feel? Like, did you feel that the mystery felt organically unwrapped or naturally? Like, because it's kind of like shit would happen. Catwoman, Batwoman, Catwoman, Batwoman. Uh, that's somebody's fan fiction right there. Batman and Catwoman are kind of like doing their thing, and then mystery happens, and it kind of had a. I thought it had a nice even flow. Um, I feel like it had a nice even flow as well. Um, though it does kind of bounce around these two plot points a bit frequently, for my taste. Yeah, um, it it's kind of like I think they did that on purpose because like they don't want you to focus on the mystery too much because I think the the mystery is like like have it in the background because like you get this you get this whenever you're with Bruce and Selena. You're, you get this, this, like, this good, like, oh, everything's okay, everything's fine. Like, Bruce is actually... Ha- I think that's the big tension for this movie for me, is that Bruce is actually fucking happy in this movie. Yeah. Like, he's, like... He, he likes having her around. And for the first half of the movie, uh, Batman... Uh, Selena Kyle does not know that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person. Uh, and, and that... Uh, very similar to Lois, didn't know that Superman and Clark were the same person until, like, she told him. Um, <clears throat> which I found, like, kind of disingenuous, but, you know, that's how superheroes be, and that's how superheroes do. Um, yep. Unfortunately, uh, it does, the, the mystery really starts when, uh, after sort of Bane gets the money from, or Catwoman, because Bane is the linchpin, Bane, Bane starts it all, then we learn that, Poison Ivy is controlling um, uh, Catwoman to steal the money from Bane that Bane took from the ransom. Um, 
and God, they really amped up the sexual vibes with Poison Ivy in this movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, she's, I mean, like, that's who she is, right? It's, it's you know, if the, the Batman Forever, that's who she was. I'm just, I like, with the Harley Quinn show in my head, I'm so used to her being, like, the, like, that kind of character versus, like, no, she's full on sex pot, femme fatale in this one. Like, you know, kisses Catwoman, um, tries to fake, uh, Catwoman tries to lure her. And um, there's a point later on where she manages to, hypnotize superman and full-on makes out with superman which i'm like how the hell did that happen yeah lois well she has uh spoiler she has superman more like super simp yeah exactly kryptonite kryptonite uh lipstick will do that for you which that's gotta be poison on her lips um but in before that there was a great great scene where um uh batman is trying to stop amanda waller from uh uh, how did you feel about this scene, real quick? Where uh, Batman finds Amanda Waller to try to get information about like what's going on with Bane, uh, and Bane has like this new serum in him, and like um, Bane is Bane breaks loose and pretty much starts to going on a doomsday esque rampage, like ripping dudes' heads off because of the new serum that's in him, and like there's like this weird little like stare down between Amanda Waller and Bane and Batman. I love that scene. Like, I can stop him if you want. I got it right here. Yeah, the only thing that was racing through my mind is, isn't she suffering through hell cancer or something? Yeah, maybe it's not taking hold yet, you know, who knows the timeline, right? Because that was only two movies ago. It's, well, technically it would have been what? Six, eight, who knows, right? It's weird. I don't Um, know. It's it's weird. Maybe she got better. Maybe she just doesn't give a damn. Um, uh, But there, that's pretty much where we learn that um, uh, subsequently afterwards... That Lex Luthor is a member of the Justice League. Like, an official, like, sub-member. No, he's an assistant to the Justice League. Assist- exactly. Like, don't call us. <laughs> even Batman even says it. Don't call us. We'll call you. He even says that. Um, and the only reason he's in there is because they found out, like, I guess Bane got this new serum from Metropolis. So, again, it starts off with this one meaning thing, and Batman slowly following the clues. Leads to, I love this action sequence between... Where Batman and Catwoman are on the run from hypnotized, uh, control a uh, hypnotized Superman. Yeah, it's a pretty tense scene, all things considered, because he can fucking kill Batman with just a snap of a finger. Exactly, and he even says like, if he wanted us dead, he could, you know, he could do it already. Um, and but even this is how powerful Superman is, because obviously, um, uh, Poison Ivy can manipulate the best of men. She's even manipulated Batman at points. But, like, even with her under control, Superman is, like, fighting against the control. Like, I won't kill. I thought that was, like, a great demonstration of his pure willpower, um, you know, to hold back even against Poison Ivy's sexual advances. So he's not a simp. Not completely, no. Well, I mean, he's a simp for Lois Lane, but who isn't? Um, So, and I thought this was an equally great scene. It led into the point where... um, uh, Cat, Batman tells Catwoman about okay, go for this plan, go execute this plan, and next thing we know, Superman has Batman up against the wall, ready to kill him. You know, arm he has his hand on his throat, and uh, all of a sudden you hear Lois Lane's voice, and there's Catwoman on top of I think it's the Daily Planet even, um, or at least a tall building, right? Like with Catwoman and uh, or Lo- uh, Lois Lane and Catwoman, and. Unbeknownst to everybody, including Batman, Catwoman just yeets Lois Lane off the building. 
Long live the king. Exactly. And and she's like, and Batman's trying to play it off. I'm like, I knew you would save her. I totally had this under control. And obviously Superman's kind of pissed. And even Cat Batman's like, afterwards you find out you weren't supposed to throw her. What? He was going to catch her? I, I thought that was, I, I loved like the duality between Catwoman and Batwoman in this movie. It, it, they have such a great chemistry together. Yeah, man. They make a good couple, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, there's even a great line where, like, um, uh, where Superman is dealing with the fact that she kissed Poison Ivy, and <laughs> Superman has to, like, like, uh, mention, I can explain. He's like, I was knocked out for that part. Sure, you were, cowboy. Like, I, I love that. Listen, there's a, listen, it's, it's not, it wasn't his fault. It was his fault. Um, and so now, I think after this, um, Shortly after, uh, they go to a pl- uh, Catwoman and Batman try to go to a uh, Catwoman and or Selina Kyle and Bruce Wayne try to go to a play together. There, I like that as things start to get more hectic for his like as Batman, he tries to get closer to Selina because um, like that's what we do naturally as humans, right? Things get chaotic, so we try to be with somebody who tries to kind of weather the storm with us. And uh, they, she was wearing a very nice, lovely dress uh, to this. Unfortunately, at the uh, this is I feel like the weakest part of the movie because and they try to and this is because I think they should have they should have just axed it from the comic. So Harley Quinn breaks in into this uh, play and um, pretty much like I'm gonna kidnap Bruce Wayne, um, which leads to Thomas Elliot getting kidnapped instead because of course that happens and then um, outside. Uh, in 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 an alleyway, there's the Joker just just there, just just randomly the Joker. No no fanfare at all, um, and uh, seemingly shoots Thomas Thomas Elliot. Yeah, and this is where I where I figured, oh shit, this is probably like a ploy or something. But turns out it is, and it also isn't. Yeah, so Thomas Elliot. Okay, so Thomas Elliot does die. Like he's dead after this moment. I'll, I'll explain the spoilers afterwards. And, like, Batman obviously pissed. And this is where, like, I feel it falls flat. Because you're told he's your best, he's your, he's his best friend. He knew him since kids. And he gets pissed. Batman gets so fucking angry. Um, Joker is like, I didn't do it, Batsy. <laughs> you know? Um, and I didn't really like the voice actor for Joker. I just thought it was weird. Um, yeah. There's no reason why they just cast this, this person. Um... Versus, because like he just said, and Batman proceeds to beat the ever-living shit out of the Joker. Like, did you expect that? I wasn't expecting that. Um, though I was expecting a beatdown and Joker pretty much enjoying it like the sadist that he is. I wasn't expecting Batman to actually try to kill him. Right, he was angry, and I feel like that anger is kind of like forced upon you because, like. You're like it feels hollowed out because you don't like you don't have you don't spend any time with Thomas Elliot. You see him in an opening scene in the bar where him and Selena are more connected with each other, and then they disappear on him. And then next thing you know, you see him here, and like, oh, he's dead. I'm like, what? How am I supposed? Yeah, that's to- the problem I had with No More Heroes too in the beginning. Like, uh, Travis's best friend Bishop is murdered in the beginning of the game, and his whole conquest is I'm going to avenge my friend that we haven't spent any time with at all. Yeah. In, in, in the comic, and this is like kind of where the differentiate is, like, you, you get flashbacks. And this is the, like, you obviously have more time in the comic, more pages, whatever. 
you get to spend time with Thomas Elliot. You get to understand his relationship with Bruce and like why they're close. And so when he gets shot, uh, by the way, he's not shot by the Joker. He's shot by Hush. <clears throat> Sorry. And you feel something, especially like because you never ever see Batman that angry. Batman has seen his sons get brutalized. He's seen, you know, his his family, his the Justice League get brutalized. But here, it's like it's personal, Joker. It's personal. Um, Why do you know that name? It gets so bad to the point where fucking Jim Gordon is pointing a gun right at Batman's head, like basically telling him to stop, don't become, don't lower yourself to that level. And I feel like because like that moment, I think is great because like it's just you could take it as okay, Batman has it's he snapped. He's done. And he's had enough of the Joker shit. I'm tired of this. I'm going to fucking end you. Uh, you could take it as that way and more rely on that moment versus it being about the death of Thomas Elliot, which I think that's probably what they intended. But I, I still think the mood, the moment like doesn't really land completely, honestly. I, I feel like it just kind of falls a little flat. Um... But fortunately, it, it this kind of it's this moment that leads to Bruce revealing his identity to Selena, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, I mean, gotta have a silver lining somewhere, I guess. Yeah, um, and and they 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 become together, and it, they're a couple and everything, and like she's in the Batcave, which I thought was really 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 great. Um, and they fuck a lot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck like rabbits. Um. Uh, and so, um, Batman is kind of having like this, uh, like, you know, he's on cloud nine, everything's going, going well, um, until, um, uh, she is kidnapped by Hush and, and at some point, pretty much Batman makes the identity that Hush is going after not just people close to Batman, but people close to Bruce Wayne, hence why Thomas Elliot got killed, why he's targeting Catwoman. In fact, he tells Catwoman, I need you to leave town. Like, Really? Okay. Um, that's that's kind of sudden, but no. Um, and, uh, yeah. How did you... Okay, so let's talk about the reveal. Let's let's talk about who the fuck Hush is. So do you want to... You know who Hush is in, the, in, the, in, like, the regular stuff, right? Yes. Okay, so in this movie... And technically... Okay, so it turns uh, it turns out that all this nefarious, the, the, the plot with Bane... Poison Ivy, Catwoman being hypnotized, um, capturing a Superman, uh, the murder of Thomas Elliot. That was all Hush, but Hush is also Edward Nigma the Riddler. And there's even a great line by Nightwing where he goes, that C-tier villain? I went, ouch, really, Dick? That's harsh. Yeah, man. He's pretty much a B-tier at the least. Yeah, he's, he's B-tier. <laughs> but, so, um, and... Like and and basically, we learn that Nigma's uh, motivation is that he was dying. I think he had um stay he like he had final stage like brain cancer. I think he had a tumor or something to that degree. Yeah, um, incurable brain tumor. And so he goes to Thomas Elliot. Uh, so there's a connection there um, of like he's the only one who would who would operate on the river because like what other doctor. Like at their own will would operate on a super criminal like this, a super villain, and even then, uh, Thomas Elliot says like, "Nah, fuck off." 
I'm not, I'm not helping you. Um, and that's to the point where Riddler fucking somehow sneaks, finds a, uh, a, a Lazarus pit. Um, of and, he does. yeah, cause somehow he does and basically becomes himself reborn. But he, his logic was, well, I was getting nowhere as the Riddler. Nobody was taking me seriously. So I will become something else. I'll become hush. And so he pretty much sets up this grand mystery. And there's a great kind of like moment where the Riddler, they're interviewing the Riddler in jail. They capture, they capture, and they're they're interviewing the Riddler. But Hush is doing something else. So who the fuck is this guy? And I thought this reveal was great, uh, that it was Clayface in the jail with them. Yeah. The way they always handle Clayface as like disguised dudes is always great. Yeah. Um, Because you never see it coming, even though it's it's a classic trope, right? You never see that shit coming. Oh shit, it's Clayface. Yeah, that shit would be scary in real life. Oh my god, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done them for a movie yet. Um, but like, like they did it with the Arkham with Arkham City, where like, wait, why is Joker better? And I couldn't. I think it's because you don't see Clayface like nearly enough. Yeah, like he like, does. That's the only time you see him in that game. Yeah. Oh, like and even in other media, like 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 he doesn't really show up a lot in terms of movies or com- or TV shows, or even comics. He's like kind of hidden. So when he does show up, like why would it be Clayface? Oh shit, it's Clayface. Um, you know, because and they do such a great job of making you believe that's the Riddler. Um, you know, and everything like that. Uh, so that pretty much leads into a big confrontation at uh, at Arkham Asylum. Uh, or no, it's in a factory. At the, at, at, I think it's the same factory that, like, we started the movie at. Um, yeah. And um, uh, and uh, some for some reason the effects of the Lazarus pit are wearing off a of Riddler. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. Maybe he was using like a. He's subs- running out of uh, Lazarus juice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, th- th- so basically, um, Batman tries to save his own life. Of course, that's his code, right? But pay attention to that. Um, before pretty much Riddler dies right in front of her eyes, um, and Selina pretty much cut the um, cut the line and pretty much killed the Riddler like by herself because that's just who she is. Um, and I thought this moment right here was the best moment ever because it shines what's great about Batman and what's tragic about Batman and tragic about the relationship between him and Catwoman. So they they're on the beach. Catwoman's like kind of like going up to him, like, "Hey, you're gonna be okay," you know. And Batman just mumbles those fucking words, "I could have saved him." And like, and the disbelief from Selena Kyle is like, "You're crazy. You're you're absolutely crazy." And I I love that moment right there. Yeah, this is pretty much uh, the entire difference between Batman and Catwoman, from their morals at the very least. Right, it's not even their morals, it's like, it's Batman's traumatic past. It's like, I firmly believe that Batman is still that eight-year-old kid who never wants to see anybody die again. Like, he does not handle death well at all, because he saw no, death... No, he does not. Because he, he saw death at so So even when the person, like, that's why I think... The Joker, and I think this to me made the Joker moment better because he crossed that fucking line because he was that angry. He was irrational. But, like, the fact that here, even when Hush tried to kill the woman of his life, killed his best friend, he still wanted to save him. And because he doesn't want to see anybody die. 
and he's forever stuck in this loop of fuck I can't let anybody die I can't I can't let it happen and Selena just can't wrap her head around it which I thought was very powerful yeah. like and tragic between for uh, and tragic between um, uh, for those two as a couple and the movie kind of just ends after that um, with uh, with with pretty much them parting ways which I thought was really really it's a bittersweet ending right I'm not crazy yeah, it's super bittersweet. Uh, kind of like uh, Batman Returns in a way. A little bit, yeah. Um, or, or like, except she kills herself versus like she kind of, you know, Selena just kind of walks away. So, and and I like, and I think that moment works because you believe, like, you get a sense that they want to be together and like they they want to care for each other. They want to like they 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 like having each other around, but. Because of just who Batman is, it just can't be that way. And that I think, at least in this universe, and I think I think that sucks. Yeah, it really does. All right. Uh, any other tidbits, Tyler, that you wanted to discuss that you missed? Not really. I think we covered everything. I will say there is a great moment um, when um, the Batman's discussing revealing the identity of to, to Selina and Damien. The only time Damien shows up in this movie because he's at boarding school is tells his dad, Dad, make sure to use protection in the most Damien Wayne way. And I thought that was great. Um, uh, Imagine but, going on a date and your son tells you to go wear protection. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I th- all right. So that I think I think we've said enough. Um, let's go ahead and call it a episode. Tyler, how many Bat Catwoman hearts out of five? That was convoluted. I'm sorry. How many Batwoman, Batman Catwoman hearts out of five do you give this? I'll give this three and a half out of five. Uh, I feel like this is pretty well paced. Uh, the mystery is intriguing, and uh, the relationship between Batman and Catwoman is pretty cool. Um, I do feel like the A and B points kind of wrestle with each other a bit, though I do admit that is kind of the point of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the whole hush reveal, while unexpected, um, the actual thing was kind of weak on my part, because... You know, I wasn't expecting the Riddler, of all things, to be, like, the main bad guy of this movie. But, you know, it is what it is. I agree. I'm going to give it the same rating as you, three and a half uh, Batman Catwoman hearts out of five. There's a lot of things I liked. Unfortunately, I feel that the Thomas Elliott stuff just... It just didn't land. I feel like maybe... like Obviously, kind of had to include him because of the source material. But I felt... I feel that it just that part didn't land i think that kind of hurts the movie overall um but i think i think in terms of the other bat movies i think i think it's the strongest one honestly from start to finish um good character interaction between batman and catwoman a great plot especially if you don't know the the the, the twist um i think it's even better so i kind of have that baggage with me but not a bad one in terms of purposes you could do a lot worse um like uh batman versus robin um <laughs> All right, we are now down to the final two movies of this first run of Cinema Shot. So next week when we come back, we'll be doing Wonder Woman Bloodlines, which is a pseudo-origin film slash modern-day film, which will be nice to talk about 
Wonder Woman because we don't really get to do that that much. Yeah, right? Like, it's taken this long for her to get her own standalone movie in the series. Exactly. Uh, and um, and I think about, like, ten years to the day when they did, like, her own original animated movie back, like, in 2009. So there's that, too. And, of course, we'll be ending the series, ending this first run of, of Cinema Shot with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. You're not ready, as I always say. Tyler, where can the people find you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter. Hey, it's that's I. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. Uh, and of course, I stream live three times a week, four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. Um, on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, um, it's all, we're still in Halloween, so we're playing Resident Evil 3, June 2016, and Dead Space 3 with Thomas on Saturdays. Uh, and of course, we got some special stuff coming up in the following months. Also, be sure to go to chartshot.com for all Chartshot content, including this very episode you listen to, the our flagship show, the Chartshot Gamescast, as well as two movie watch longs that we just re- that will be releasing by the time this is out, which is one is already out, which is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, and also upcoming for our Halloween special, which is the thing, the 1982 uh, 1982 film starring Kurt Russell. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back next week for Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Until next time, guys. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.